welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Welcome back to the next episode of Bloom. Feeling like Dr. Dre just now, but welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Hope that you are enjoying yourself. Hope you're having an amazing day. Pop your earbuds in. Maybe you're in the office. Maybe you're riding down the road. Maybe you're getting ready for work. However you're consuming this podcast right now, just know that I appreciate you tuning in. A few weeks ago, I was able to be a speaker at a women's conference here in Owensboro, Kentucky called the Fuel Conference. And it was definitely a day of being fueled by an amazing lineup of speakers. We had an amazing group of women in the room, and there was such a sense of community and empowerment and lots of positivity and definitely something that I needed, something I think everybody in that room needed. But I wanted to share with you all some of the comments that I gave that day about going from burnout to blooming. I attended the conference in February of 2020. And honestly, this was kind of the starting point for me, taking a deeper dive and looking at where my life was headed and where I was going. We talked a lot about opportunities. And I know that opportunities probably doesn't sound like it relates to burnout and blooming, but it did. So I wanted to share a little bit about how last year got started And then some of those words of wisdom that I was able to share a couple of weeks ago. But as you know, we all started out January of 2020 with a fresh start. We had a full tank of gas. We were ready to hit the road, how in a new year and all the possibilities that it would bring. But little do we know that that year was going to rock our world. I love New Year's. I'm such a planner. I love writing down new goals, new ideas, things that I want to accomplish in the year, new intentions, getting my new planner, my new pens, all of that. But little did I know that 2020 was probably going to be one of the hardest years of my life. I didn't expect to be hitting the brakes about a month after. I think everybody was all blindsided. We were caught completely off guard. We became lonely and shut off from our family and friends. Holidays looked different. Everything looked different. We were left with a lot of unanswered questions. I, and I'm sure most of you listening, experienced burnout. Maybe a little bit of fear and anxiety. Maybe some defeat. As a parent and as a professional, as an individual, just the amount of decisions that had to be made on a daily basis was overwhelming. There were some days that I could see the light at the end of the tunnel and I had some optimism, but then you would tune into a daily live stream with the governor and you would have another mandate or another restriction put into place. I just wanted my life back. I wanted my routine back. I wanted normal back. If I'm looking back at the past 18 months, like a roadmap of where I started the year out and where I thought I was going, I can honestly say that that was not where I thought I had planned to end up. And that's okay, because where I ended up was better than where I was originally headed. And I think that's because of a few things. The first thing was that I had to take a step back and I decided that I had to focus on what I could control. Every time you turned on the news, you turned on the TV, it was nothing but negativity. People around me were spiraling out of control, and my own fear and anxiety were taking over my life. I knew that I had to make a change. I couldn't change what was happening around me, but I could look for opportunities to make it better and to change my own outlook on how I perceive things to be. As I began to navigate these changes in emotions, I became eager for a better way. I decided that I wasn't going to play the victim anymore. I wasn't going to be the victim to my circumstances. I was going to take control and take action. After the uh, women's conference last year in 2020, I subscribed to a subscription box service called Passion and Growth. They send you a monthly subscription box and it's full of just fun surprises. And I love surprises. 
with two of my kids. I did not find out what we were having. I'm a big fan of Christmas. I love birthdays and I love not knowing what's happening. So love surprises. So in this subscription box, it was full of surprises for me. But in that first box, there was a book called Chasing the Bright Side by Jess Ekstrom. And Jess was actually one of our speakers a couple of weeks ago. So I got to share the stage with her and she was amazing. Her story is incredible. I'm going to link her book in the show notes. So if you haven't had a chance to read it, please go check it out. It will be worth your time. But honestly, this book could not have come at a better time in my life. And I know that that was GPT. And if you're a John Gordon fan, if you read any of his books, which are also really good, he's a great author, you know that GPT stands for God's perfect timing. And he knew what I needed at that exact moment and what I still need today. There's a quote that Jess shares in her book that says, hard times will give you the excuse to do less or the reason to do more. I didn't want another excuse. I didn't want less. I wanted purpose. I wanted more. I wanted to be fueled in a way that not only shaped myself, but it shaped those around me from my actions. As I started down this growth journey seeking more, I saw valleys and I also saw mountain peaks. I experienced sunshine along the way. And at times I sang with my windows rolled down as loud as I could. That's such a good feeling. At other times, I experienced rain so hard I could barely see two steps in front of me. But as I continued down the road, I began to realize that I was in the driver's seat. I got to choose my route and I got to choose my outlook. There were a lot of things outside of my control, but I disciplined myself to focus on what was in my control. And I've talked about this on a previous episode. This makes all the difference in the world. As I began to do this, I found myself looking inward instead of outward. I noticed that the outward impact of what was happening in the world around me had less and less effect on me the more I focused on my mindset and protecting my peace. I started to see that there could be chaos and uncertainty, and I could still be happy and content. I was choosing to be intentional about what I was consuming, who I was surrounding myself with, and what was shaping me, and making sure that that was conducive to my growth. Women today, especially working moms, are at their breaking point. I want to go back and say, all moms are working moms. You don't have to be going into a job nine to five to be a working mom. If you are a mom, you are a working mom. But we were at our breaking point. We're trapeze artists balancing our family, our careers, our homes, and our minds. And as women, we're also the caregiver running our homes. When we leave the office, we come home to our other full-time job, our most important job. And oftentimes, those are the people that get the least of us. CNBC conducted a Women at Work survey stating that 65% of working women say that the pandemic has made things worse for them in general and that they feel more stress and anxiety than ever before. More than half of the 3,600 female participants surveyed said that they feel burnout and more than a third say they thought about leaving their job in the past year. We are there, ladies. We are stretched too thin. Our plates are too full and we're overcommitted, but we don't have to stay here. We can choose to look for the opportunity in these circumstances. There is more out there. During the pandemic, many women-owned businesses had to close their doors because their focus had to be at home with their families. Small businesses who are the backbone of our communities, we know they faced hardship. And they're still facing hardship. You know what I think the difference is between burnout and blooming? It's one word, and that word is hope. I think it's the belief that your reality will be better than it is today. 
Last year, as we navigated how to keep it all together, and as we still navigate how to keep it all together, this last year has helped us put some things into perspective. Most of us realized that in the midst of the chaos of what was happening in our country and around us, deciding what was most important and what was not. I know I certainly did. Most of us learned to set boundaries and say no in order to make room for what did matter most. Another reason for burnout is that we seldom get a break as women. How many of you have a toddler tagging along with you everywhere you go? They're hanging on your leg. They're following you to the bathroom. They're standing outside the shower. You never get time to yourself. Between remote learning, working, and being a parent, other responsibilities, it never ended. I don't know about you all, but when we were home, our house was upside down. My dining room was a classroom. My porch became my workspace. Front yard was our reading nook and the atrium. We turned tables into desks. The kitchen timer was the school bell. I like order in my house, and I had to accept the fact that it was not orderly for a short period. I was home for about a month with my kids, being a teacher to my sixth grader, my third grader, and preschooler, while still entertaining our two-year-old. I learned that sixth grade social studies quizzes are wrong, and I disagree with the right answers. So if any of my children's teachers are listening, I don't agree. And I also learned that the way that my kids learn math today is not the way that I was taught. So a little bit of a hurdle there. I also got really, really good at perfecting the look. And for you working moms, you know that look that I'm talking about, that look of I'm about to hop on a conference call, do not misbehave or you will be in big trouble. But in addition to leading my kids at home, I was also having to lead my team remotely. I had to figure out how we could still be connected with our markets when we couldn't be together. As most of you know, I work for a local bank who is highly engaged in the communities that we serve. And when we began to hear the words, canceled and postponed time after time, it would make me cringe. But I refuse to accept that because that's an excuse, right? I chose to adopt a different mindset. I chose to find a reason to do more rather than an excuse to do less. For the last five years, one of our markets has grown a one acre garden and they produce vegetables and they donate to the local food banks and help feed the community. They had taken a portion of the produce and host a farm-to-table event, usually every year, that raises money, and it goes back in the form of high school scholarships. But last year, that event was canceled, so they had started growing this crop and didn't have the event because of COVID. So here we were in the middle of all this that's happening. We've got this extra produce on hand, and we don't know what we're going to do with it because there was no event. So they harvested it. They took it to shelters and food banks as usual, but the extra that we would have used for the dinner, they took it to hospitals and gave out fresh vegetables to doctors and nurses and those on the front line of the pandemic to feed and share with their families and to say thank you for keeping everyone safe. We had to pivot. We had to think about how we could do things differently a lot last year. One of my favorite quotes is, do what you can with what you have where you are. And this phrase became my mantra last year, having to do what I could with what I had where I was. If an event was canceled, okay, don't let that be an excuse. Does the organization still need financial support? Do they need emotional support? How can we be there for them? Instead of providing back-to-school supplies, it shifted to sanitizer, remote learning devices, such as laptops, earbuds, mechanical pencils to reduce the number of trips to the pencil sharpener. Everything looked different. Everything. But the contribution piece itself didn't have to be abandoned. We could still be involved and give back. Last year forced me to be flexible and find new ways where creativity could thrive. 
And now there's no going back to the way it was before. And that's a good thing. I wanted to go back to normal so bad. And I know I've talked about this on a previous episode. I didn't want the old normal because the new normal has shown me growth and it's shown me opportunity. It's made me better. And I hope it's made us all better. Change is difficult. But with that comes space to expand ourselves and level up, to build community and link arms with others in a way that we never have before. The pandemic really changed a lot of things for the good. It helped to realign our values. I was able to be there on my daughter's birthday when I would have normally been at work. I was able to be a part of little moments that I would typically miss or ones that my sitter got to experience instead. When I realized just how special these moments were and how much they meant to me, I didn't want to go back to the way things were before. I wanted to make them a priority. I wanted to find ways to incorporate more of them into my everyday. If you've read Untamed, you know a famous line from her book that Glennon always says is, we can do hard things. We can use these experiences to shape us. This moment, whatever you're experiencing right now, this exact moment is part of your story. It may feel like it's the entire book and it may feel like the book is on fire, but it is just a chapter of your life. It does not define you. Your thoughts determine your reality. If you're thinking about all the negative things that are happening around you and how things aren't going your way, you're going to continue to be a victim. But if you're focused on this life and how it's really happening for you, not to you, that's where you find opportunities to bloom. No one promises that any of this is going to be easy. It's not. But I do know that it's possible. And I'm living proof of that. Are there bad days? Yes. When I was putting this together, I've had a tough week. I'm going through a tough season. I'm on this journey with you. Don't think because I'm sitting here pushing record that I have all the answers. Because I don't. I'm here to grow with you. But we have a choice. We have a choice to show up each and every day and decide that today is going to be better than it was yesterday. Today, you're going to let hope take the reins, not doubt, not fear or anxiety, but hope. You're going to refuse to accept the fact that you have to just get through it or that things have to be this way because they don't. You have to choose that you want to live each and every day committed to this growth process and living from a place of abundance rather than a place of depletion. There will always be something in your life that knocks you down. A pandemic, a death, a divorce, a diagnosis. But how you respond will determine your reality, not the circumstance. And you get to decide. We have got to stop protecting ourselves from the outside in and start building ourselves from the inside out. We have to go inward and equip our mind our body, and our spirit with an opportunistic mindset rather than accepting that this is all there is. What's next for you? What are you going to take away from this podcast and how are you going to put that into action? What does the rest of your story say? You can read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, go to all the conferences. Is that going to help you? Yeah, it'll help. But you won't get results because the way that you get results is by showing up. You have to take action in order to get results. Please know that this journey you're on is not a one-time trip. It is the trip of a lifetime. It is a process. You have to make a choice that you're going to be all in each and every day from the time that you wake up in the morning to the time that you lay your head down at night. You have to stay committed to being a better version of yourself. 
on the good days and the bad days. And also please know that you are not alone on this journey. There are people in your life and there are women around you that want to see you thriving. I want to see you succeeding and thriving. Please make sure that you're surrounding yourself with growth friends who invest in you and inspire you to level up and be the best version of yourself. That is one of the best things that you can do because community means so much. I want you to live a life that you're obsessed with. I want you to live your life in full bloom so that others see your light shining and it inspires them to be that light for someone else. We can be burnt out. We can be defeated. But no, that's not the end. There's still hope. And tomorrow is a new day. One thing that my husband recently reminded me of is that we've got to give ourselves some grace. We have to be gentle with ourselves as this process unfolds. It has been such a tough season. But after the rain, always comes the rainbow. Another one of my favorite quotes is, sometimes growth feels like breaking, but hold on because soon you will bloom. I want to close today with a story. It's a story about the giant sequoia tree. It's the largest tree on earth. And giant sequoias can live up to be 3,000 years old, but they can't reproduce without being burned because the fire gives them three things that they need to survive. It creates open air space and holes in the forest to allow more sunlight to shine through and water to help them grow when it rains. The fire also heats up the cones of the sequoia without harming the cones so that they can open up and rain a downpour of seeds onto the ground. The fire cleans off the excess leaves on the ground that have built up around the the tree base and it prepares the soil so that new seedlings can germinate and survive well. From their birth among the ashes, that is what we see today. So great things can come from the fire of being burnt. We too need light to grow. And sometimes we need to open up and fall to the ground. Sometimes we need to remove the things that are blocking our soil for growth to happen. And just like the sequoia, there is beauty from the ashes. So you see, opportunity does come from being burnt. I hope you use this season as a time to grow into something greater than you are today. And remember that you are in the driver's seat. You can find opportunity in the midst of burnout and choose to bloom. The choice is yours. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.